From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Disneyland Edition for the week of November 22nd, 2012. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Wayne Toygo, Nancy Johnson, Tony Spatel, and our special guest, Michael Bowling. Mary Jo will be with us momentarily. In this week's show, Michael will tell us about the new Snow White exhibit at the Walt Disney Family Museum, and Nancy talks about her special holiday tour of California Adventure. All that, plus this week's news... Roundtable Rapid Fire, and our Dizboard's Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hey. Happy Thanksgiving. Yay. Michael, I'm welcome. Back. Thank and you. Nancy's back. Yay. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, I needed some sanity, so I came to you guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's exactly where you're going to find sanity. Yeah. So this means we're going to have a really fun show today. Yes, we are. You're saying um, we didn't have fun without you? No, you had plenty of fun without me. I was actually yelling at my radio at one point about, haven't you guys heard of Dave? You, you Dave listened Beth? to the show? <laughs> yeah, the I did. Show? Yeah, wow, I didn't know we we crossed backwards. I into... never knew Tony loved me so much. Aww. It was just for effect. Yes. Get, the, get the downloads up. <laughs> nice. Don't you people know your Disney jazz music housekeeping? Speaking of housekeeping, Doc Hudson is dead. Oh, yeah. And okay. I was right. I get a churro. Oh, okay. This <laughs> is from this is from uh, it was on our on our thread on the on the boards from Snowy seventy six. Just caught up to the Disneyland podcast and listening to the outrage over Tom saying Doc Hudson was dead. I am here to say Tom is right. Oh, wow. Doc's, Doc's death was referenced near the beginning of Cars 2. Paul Newman, Doc's voice, died between the films. The first Cars was Newman's last major role. Thank you. I stand corrected. Wow. No, you don't stand corrected. Oh, okay. stand I stand corrected. corrected. That's what I meant. Yeah, I would have been. I would have had your back was I there last week. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we should have waited for you then. I know. Yeah, but um, now we got someone to interact with us. We set you up for that, Tom, so I we know. get more listeners. Yeah, so we get more listeners. Um we forgot last week, and because Nancy was here, about our Earl of Sandwich Pool mm-hmm. and the big winner from drum Huntsville, roll, Alabama. Please. Oh, drumroll, please. No, 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 PJ no, 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 no. Pettigrew from Huntsville, Alabama. And uh, what are the prizes? What's the choice of prize, Nancy? Either a Carsland lanyard from okay. Disney Imagineering or Ooh. a um, cast member Disneyland badge ID holder. Okay, and, and it's one of the kinds with the stretchy strings. You can either clip it on your belt, or I've either got one. I've got one that's got a belt clip, and I've got one that's got a pinchy. Oh, you're making it too hard. Okay, so yep. PJ, just so email, email Nancy, Nancy at www.info.com, and claim your prize. Congratulations! And congratulations, and thanks for listening. My snail mail is slow. Just jeez. <laughs> okay, so email me, and I'll wake up Nancy, and it's okay. It's okay. It's a, email me. Just don't expect it the next week. <laughs> uh, anybody anybody else have any housekeeping? I have a small one. Okay. 
in last time's show, I was talking about the new Fantasyland-inspired art that's mm-hmm. now up in the gallery. Yes, sir. And was mentioning all the Disney Imagineers and artists who participated in that right. and rattled off a whole bunch of names that I thought I didn't know. And one of my mm-hmm. Diz friends contacted me and said, you most certainly do know one of them, Joe Yakovetic is one of the artists who participates in the Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tour. Oh, okay. On one of the final days, he's the one who does a custom Custom. art piece for everybody, and I have one of those. And sure enough, I went back to my little collection and looked. I have a very nice hand-drawn Sorcerer Mickey, and there's Joe's signature right there, so I didn't even know that I had this person and correctly pronounced it's Yakovetic. So I wanted to add that in there. Thanks, Joe. Excellent. Tony, did you have something also? I did. Okay, we good. I talked in the news a few shows back about the uh, streetcar named Desire. No, the streetcar um, that uh, system that they're lo- Anaheim's, the city of Anaheim is looking into right, right. to go from the Platinum Triangle to Disneyland, and the city council voted 4-1, to one, with the mayor being the only dissenting vote, to go ahead and spend the $9.6 million to have a, an environmental studies and project development study blah, stuff. So it's going it's moving to the next step. Excellent. Uh, don't forget chat night Wednesday nights 9 p.m. Pacific. I've been kind of slacking because I've been traveling, but you I will be there. Me. Oh, sorry. Uh, you... I have housekeeping. Can, can never forget about Nancy. Nancy, do you have any housekeeping? <laughs> okay, yes, I do. <laughs> and my daughter it would be very remiss if I didn't do this. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Mary Jo talked about the Secret of the Wings ice rink uh-huh. that opened up to downtown Disney. Right. Well, guess who went ice skating for the very first time ever? Someone we know. That's somebody right, from the, somebody my from, girls. Somebody from the Disney Channel? Was it Was it Bridget Mendler? No? Oh, sorry. It was Justin Bieber and... Uh, Bieber and Selena, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there is no Bieberina. That's what the big story was. Bieberomez or something. We saw them together at the ice rink. <laughs> and she's done. We did the rapid fire for her. I'm no, sorry. My my little girls put on ice skates for the very first time ever and went ice skating today with their dad. And were they successful? Uh, yes, and actually was, they wait, were. Was, was he successful? Yes, actually okay, he cool. was. Good. And he would take turns. They would kind of kind of either scooch along the wall, and then he would come and he would snag one up, and he would skate with one, and then he'd change out and skate with the other. And, and they were having a great time, and Zoe was found a little friend she was skating with, and... And yeah, the, one of the nice things in case um, anyone is planning on taking a young kid is that the toddler skates, the kid skates, have are double bladed, so they're um, easier for them to balance on and skate on, and they won't toddle and wobble as much and fall on their keisters as much. Nothing so yeah, it was a really nice experience, and they could stay as long as they wanted in the rink. They had to clear the ice for those Zamboni once, but other than that, they could stay what, in and was this stay today? as long as they wanted in, uh, in one session. What yeah, day of the week was, was this? Sunday? This was today. Sunday, okay. Oops, yeah. sorry, Thursday. No, Sunday, okay. It was the day we recorded this show. There you go, okay. 
and that was pretty cool. Um, the other thing, may I recommend to everyone, if you can find a copy, Dave Brubeck, Dave Diggs Disney. That's my other housekeeping. Y'all hadn't heard the Carthay Circle type jazz type Disney songs? Dave Brubeck was doing it decades ago. Uh, I own that CD. It's excellent. It is. Really well done. Okay, so where was a chat night? Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific. Sorry. Uh, if you need to email the Disney, if you get a hold of us, email us at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com or go to our homepage and use the little message box there. Going once, twice, any other housekeeping? Oh, well, I got a shout out. <gasps> okay. I got a shout out. And this is because I took that tour of uh, the holiday decorations in California Adventure. Which we'll talk and about later. We- and which we are going to talk about in another segment huh? this week. And I have a big shout-out <laughs> to Mr. Gary Stanley, Mr. and Mrs. Gary Stanley, who okay. are big fans of the podcast. Um, their daughter, Lindsay, was one of my media hosts. Okay. <laughs> so, nice. so hey, we have shout-outs. Very small world. What, what was yes, the, she said she's planning on listening to us now. What, what were the name of the people we ate at Beer Garden with? Tony Bryan and I don't know. I gotta look them up on Facebook. Oh man. Now. Okay. So okay. So we're sitting in Beer Garden with uh, family: mom, dad, two kids, grandma, grandpa. You know, perfect American family. And you know, we you know, you don't want to like say hi. I'm Tom from the Diz. It's like. Yeah, you just say hi. Well, and Nancy does, but... Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> not necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah. I said not necessarily. So, yeah, we're talking, and where are you from? They're, they're from Chicago, and, you know, talking about Disneyland, and go through the meal, just chatting. So then, after the bill's paid, and we're getting up and going, talk turns to Cars Land, how they should come out and see it, and... The gentleman says something about how, oh, yeah, it's interesting how the Imagineer that worked on Cars Land has now moved over to do Hollywood Studios. And I'm like, okay, wait, you're more than a casual Disney fan. If you know that Kathy Mangum has been moved from Disneyland, so then Tony's like, yeah, we got to come clean, you know, we do a podcast, blah, 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 blah. And what what did the what was what did the lady say, uh, Tony? Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. Well, I'm trying to get you to help with the story, but that's okay. I don't remember. I don't. I remember. She said something saying, about that that the husband packed his Disboard shirt and that she, oh, they know yeah, the yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, like they, I said, did you know? Do you know the Diz? Oh, and then he knew all about it. And yeah. Like, I know. I'm, I'm ruining the story. It was yeah. good if you would have just left me out of it. Yeah, but. probably. <laughs> Sorry. It won't happen again. Okay. Okay. Before we get into before we get into news, I want to talk about one other thing that's happening across the other side of the country. They, the uh, Disney World, is finally getting their Starbucks that have been promised, hmm. and there is much discussion about the location of these Starbucks in the Magic Kingdom. So I'm not going to discuss that. Um, I want to discuss what is there a location in Disneyland that would cause as much of an uproar? 
Now, the rumor at one point was Carnation Cafe, which just seems weird to me because it's a sit-down location. Walt's apartment. I think that would cause enough. Well, okay. <laughs> but is there is there a sacred place at Disneyland that would cause the kind of uproar that that Magic Kingdom is getting at this point? Well, see, that's that's part of the whole controversy. Is is it really going to be a Starbucks style restaurant inside the park, or are they simply going to serve Starbucks products right. inside the park? Is it going to be they, like Fiddler Five for Impractical? Exactly, in which. That, that that is certainly not your stereotypical Starbucks. Right. Anyone who walks in can see right. that. I think even if they were to do that to Disneyland's Main Street Bakery or or even all the way down to Jolly Holiday, rather, um, I don't think that anybody would have a problem with that. I, I think, think so. the Little Market House might be a good candidate for that. The size is the problem with Market House. It's I mean, the size is definitely a problem. It's a problem in all these locations, even at Carnation. Uh-huh. Um, I would almost think Downtown Disney would be a more suitable location. But, but they promised one one location in each park. I was going to say the Carnation Gardens, but then I was going to go. That's already gone. Now, at yeah. one, now I heard a rumor. The controversy on its own. There was the a Tahitian rumor. Tahitian Terrace. Tahitian Terrace. Oh. Goodness. Yeah, just, just keep our Dole Whips. Um, Blue Bayou. There you go. Starbucks and Dole Whips, a partnership. Yeah, nice. Ooh, boy. Oh, my God. That's like that's like a crack house. <laughs> now, there, there was a rumor that they are going to expand. Band the other side of Main Street. Have you heard this? Yeah. Where they're going to open up, they're going to move um, First Aid and open up the back side of Main Street. So if right. they do that, then I think they're going to gain some space in Market House because they're going to get rid of the, sh- the back storage areas so that there'll be doors on either side. Wasn't Correct. That- wasn't that originally the uh, General Electric Street? Right. Well, that was the rumor. Or was that was the, the plan to the plan Ed- Edison Street or something like that. Edison or, Square. Edison, Edison Square. Square. Yeah. But that rumor's out there again. So I mean, that, if they did that, then they would have more space in Market House. But like, like I mean, other than like Tony joked about Walt's apartment, I don't see that there's any oh. space that would upset even even our locals. Like we're seeing at Disney World, you lose the little souvenir shop that's directly across from. Oh goodness, I forget the name of it. Ne- next to Lincoln is where the hat shop is. Uh-huh. Yes. Across that little street, there is Show, another showplace or showcase shop. Yeah, one the of showcase. those. The- the, the one shop. closest to the parade exit. Okay, the yeah. Little, little tiny second half where they put like more standard merchandise as opposed to the seasonal themed merchandise at the showcase. That shop. So yeah. when when they do the back alley street, they're going to have a lot more room in that corner because that's where the exit to the back alley street right. is. You expand that little shop, and that's where your Starbucks can go. The only problem you're going to have is that's assigned to merchandise, not to food and beverage. And that's that's my thought with Market House, too. I mean, a lot of the space in there is dedicated to merchandise, not food and beverage. And I'm, I'm 
thinking there might be some. Only place to is to buck up and change the uh, Jolly Holiday. Yeah. Well, they they just, just, unless they want. That doesn't make sense. They just. They, they just, just redid that. it. Yeah, I know. Well, but it doesn't Maybe mean they can't just Street. change the products and the sign, some of the signage. Maybe right, Tony. Maybe it's but Maybe it's I mean, not on Main Street. Hmm. Can't be in Adventureland. There's no room there. Golden Horseshoe. Ooh, I think <laughs> you might have hit on it. <laughs> Anything's possible in the minds of Disney suits. All right. You know what? If you got rid of what's the place next to it that shows the kitchen. Oh, Stage Door Cafe. Stage Door, yeah. I mean, is there, if you like went in the back, I don't know what's behind there. I'm just thinking, just guessing. I, I'm guessing they're going to go for Main Street if they can. Same reason they're doing Main Street at, at Magic Kingdom, just because you want... You want coffee as soon as you get in. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, now wait. What if, though, there's a per- certain area of the park that they wanted to... To send people to, because this is all speculation, so I'm gonna speculate. Oh, what and if, put um, it back by Winnie the Pooh. I was gonna say send it exactly. to Bear Country. Get rid of Winnie the Pooh and put it in there. They can't get anybody back there yeah. for decades. <laughs> no, I'm just throwing out the possibility. Like, put, what put, put in the little candy shop back there. Yeah, the farthest away. If you want your coffee, you're gonna have to walk a mile. <laughs> All right. Now I think the Golden Horseshoe is probably the there. the biggest hub destination. It'd get a ton of traffic out of the Fantasmic crowd. Oh God, could you imagine trying to? Oh, but Starbucks. Everybody do they serve wants to all get day? a warm beverage before they yeah. sit down for Fantasmic, especially during the Christmas season. Now, does does Fiddler and Fife and Practical serve coffee all day? Yes. Okay. They serve coffee. They serve all the Starbucks products all day. All day. Because does a Starbucks normally close fairly early? No. In a, no? There are some very, Maybe very No, Sorry, yeah, I went okay. there. <laughs> Thanks. All right. That will do it for housekeeping that I started that. Over to Tony with the news. Disney's California Adventures $1 billion makeover has apparently been a success as the park recently won three major accolades from the themed entertainment association called the Thea Awards during an expo in Florida. And all 12 honors were handed out. The three that Disney's California Adventure received were the following. New Theme Park Land, Cars Land. So they got an award for New Theme Park Land. All of the storefronts and businesses which appeared in the Cars films have been brought to life in careful and delightful detail, said the association's website. Best attraction, Radiator Springs Racers. The ride is the linchpin of Cars Land with riders racing through the 440-foot-long mountain range. There are scenes and characters from the Cars movies as well as a fast finish. And theme park restaurant. Carthay Circle Restaurant and Lounge. The building is modeled after the actual Carthay Circle Theater, the site of the 1937 debut of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. The eatery sits at the hub of the new Buena Vista Street entrance corridor and boasts a menu by Nancy's best friend, Andrew Sutton. The executive chef of yeah, the executive chef of the nearby critically praised Napa Rose inside Disney's Grand California Hotel. The trophies will be presented in an April sixth ceremony at the Disneyland Resort. Thea trophies are displayed at the Walt Disney Imagineering headquarters in Glendale. Cool. So three awards. And I have I'm gonna interject because uh Tom and I recently 
just came back from Walt Disney World, and after being in the studios, I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's not even. I just the the whole entrance plaza and oh yeah yeah the Pan Pacific our, Auditorium. Thing. Yeah, all yeah. that all that stuff is. I just think um, Buena Vista Street's so much better. But anyways, go ahead and send emails to me. It's fine. But it just it reminded me of how great our Buena Vista Street was after seeing the an older version. Okay. Made me realize how great everything we have was. Yeah, actually, I know, yes. We both kind of... I appreciate Disneyland a lot more now. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not again. I'm not, I don't hate Disney World or anything. I'm just saying. It's just I, different. I, yeah, it made, it made me appreciate... This time, I really appreciated Disneyland more. So, anyways. In our next story... In a continued bid to attract tourists visiting Disney and other theme parks, the Garden Grove City Council this week gave its approval to a three-hotel project estimated to cost between $150 and $180 million. The development would have up to 769 hotel rooms within one full-service hotel and two limited-service hotels on the northeast corner of Harbor Boulevard and Twin Tree Lane. The proposed site is on the same block as are currently a Sheraton, Crown Plaza, and Marriott Street Suites. Combined, they would include four or five restaurants, approximately 39,000 square feet of conference or meeting banquet space, and two parking structures, according to a city staff report. Other projects for the area that are in the pipeline include a $300 million hotel resort that will feature 600 rooms and an indoor water park for its guests on 11 acres on Harbor Boulevard. The project is expected to generate $8.5 million in annual tax revenue and create up to 1,000 new jobs. A development to build a 200-room limited-service hotel on Harbor near the Sheraton Hotel that would generate $1.2 million in new tax revenue and create 200 new jobs as well. The council gave unanimous approval Tuesday night, but the project still has a long ways to go. First, the state must agree to release redevelopment money that had been earmarked for the project. Then the developer must secure financing. The state, after abolishing city redevelopment agencies, approved three other Garden Grove projects as enforceable obligations in September, but denied the three-hotel project. Officials appealed and await word from the state's Department of Finance before December 15th, according to city manager Matt Fertile. One of the deciding factors the state will look at is, is this project ready to go? By getting the zone approved, it will help us with the argument that this is not just some pie-in-the-sky project, Fertile said. The economy is better than when we first started, said David Rose, a partner of E-Ticket Hospitality, LLC. We signed an exclusive negotiating agreement in 2010. Back then, you couldn't finance a lemonade stand, much less a $150 million project. We're looking to create something unique that has a resort feel. We're looking for a full-service hotel that would be appropriate for families and could also function as a convention hotel with unique amenities like a sushi restaurant or theater seating, Rose said. On Tuesday, the council rezoned some low-density residential areas to be included in the Garden Grove, I think this name is very ironic concerning Disney World, in the Garden Grove International West mixed-use zoning. That's how nice. Officials have been using that zoning to encourage the development of the hotels, resorts, high-density residential and tourist-based entertainment uses. So again, as we've talked about a lot, Garden Grove is continually, remember, is right on the border, less than a mile away from the basically front gates of Disneyland and they're just going to keep building that up and with those other hotels that are nice but they're older 
you're getting brand new hotels that are really close and the art goes there. And again, I have no financial obligation or relationship so with. You're running with, for city council and. I just growth. think it's a good. I think a lot of people don't think about it. And, I agree. And I think the price for a Marriott Suites there versus what you would have to pay for that same kind of hotel a mile down the road. And I know, but I know that there are more people there because Andrew and I actually went to dinner. Okay, so I let me give everybody a little tip. When Twilight opens, don't, <laughs> don't go to downtown Disney. So we, I was like, Andrew, let's go to let's go get Earl a sandwich. Because I'm close. This is the whole what I've been so waiting for that we could just go. And it was the parking was atrocious, and I couldn't find it. I said, it's Thursday. I've never seen it like this. And it was seven o'clock at night, so I drive out. And I talked to the cast member as I'm leaving. I was like, what's going on? Twilight. I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? So we went down to that area five minutes later, down Harbor, and went to the Red Robin there. And it was packed, too. And you saw people at Disneyland sweatshirts and stuff. So I think it's maybe locals or, or people are getting out there. But I don't know if it really – I just think it's something people should remember when they're looking at hotels and stuff and not be freaked out by the fact that it's another city right. because it's just right down the street. So, anyways, okay, and our final story, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a second. Since 1958, Disneyland has hosted the classic candlelight ceremony in a roped-off area of Town Square, mostly for invited guests during a single weekend or night. Walt Disney started the tradition to thank community leaders and groups for their support with a retelling of the Christmas story. About 4,000 people usually are invited to each show. This year, though, the park scheduled 20 nights of ceremonies hosted by celebrities, including Dick Van Dyke and Kurt Russell. On 18 of those nights, Disney originally intended to open the events to both annual pass holders and regular visitors with dining packages. But Disney recently announced it would restrict the events to annual pass holders through a lottery system, with winners getting the seats for free. John McClintock, a Disney Resort spokesman, said the logistics proved too difficult to offer seats to both annual pass holders and regular visitors with dining packages in the first year of multiple candlelight ceremonies. Logistics. Yeah, the logistics, like I know, exactly. Ultimately, we decided it just wasn't going to work, McClintock said. Readers of the official Disney Parks blog, where the announcements were made, posted responses of disappointment with Disney's change of heart. Some said they made travel plans with the intention of buying dining packages. Disneyland has rarely offered the opportunity to buy tickets. In 2009, the official Disney fan club, D23, made about... 400 tickets available for $275 each. While general guests can't secure seats, they can attempt to find spots in standing room only areas on the outskirts of Town Square or along the parade route where performers file in. Other celebrity narrators include Dennis Haysbert, Edward James Olmos, Lou Diamond Phillips, well, the whole cast, Marcia Gay Harden, Patricia Heaton, and Molly Ringwald. Go ahead, discuss. That's the news. I don't understand this one at all. This one baffles me. Why is that? The decision to make it so restrictive. Oh. It's a great perk for annual pass yes. holders, but yeah. wow, it really they thumbs they could have made well, and they could have made some money on it too. Well, not only that, which is surprising in itself, but it really thumbs the nose at the travelers, uh-huh. and that I just don't understand. Well, Tom, we've been discussing off air. What do you do? You think this is just leading to what you think is going to happen? Go ahead and share that in what the future. You, well, oh, the, me, the the 
making these a, a hard ticket Christmas hard ticket event. event. I think that's a done deal. I, th- I well, think but, we better just prepare but, okay, for but that. We one. Were, uh, you, Tony, and I were discussing, I th- or was I discussing with you? Wait, the capacity of candlelight. If if what you said in the article is four thousand, how how are you going to make a hard ticket event that will that everybody who gets our ticket can see candlelight if the capacity is only four thousand? Who? And, you know, the capacity of, what's the capacity of the Fantasyland Theater? Not that much more, is it? Doubtful. Yeah, I mean, for that to be included in this hard ticket event is... See, I'm I'm thinking that's got to be just seating. Right, yes, yes. Guaranteed seating. Right, guaranteed seating 4,000, yeah. Which really seems high for Town Square, I don't know. That does seem very high, unless unless they block off Main Street and put chairs all along Main Street. Right. Unless that's com- combined for all 20 nights. I don't know. That's That does seem high. Interesting. See, I think this is going to say, well, now we see that there's a demand. We should be charging people for this. That they plan to do this all along. Right. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Uh, it would be interesting to see how... People respond when the when the lottery comes out. Uh, the it, it's already ended for people to enter, but I think it's another week before, well, another few days from this for like Monday the twenty sixth. I think is when they announce which nights you get and all of that. So it'll be interesting to see if I actually win. Well, and you know what's interesting because when Tom and I were in, at Disney World, um, we were able to go to their... Not that we're going to drop that again. Yeah, okay. Well, no, because this relates. <laughs> okay. It relates to Disneyland. That we were able to go to their, their Christmas, Mary, Mary, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh-huh. And to me, personally, I was like, okay, I, this is cool and great and all that, but I didn't necessarily think it was worth how much it would co- it cost. It It costed, really. I just went there. How much it cost. But um, if you added candlelight, that, I think, would make it... Throw it over the top. That would make that price worth it. Of course, they'd probably make it a lot more expensive, but then I could see people saying, okay, I'm going to pay extra to see that because I've always wanted to see it and it's too crowded and blah, blah, blah. So just we'll see. You think that would up the value then? Then I, if I had to pay 70 bucks, I'd be, okay, I'm getting to see this amazing thing that's only right. done 20 nights. Right. Not a fireworks, not a limited time magical <laughs> event, but an actual something that... This has got the history around it, and it's, oh, I know somebody that's performing, so I got the tickets, so I can go see it. Like, I don't know, out here there's a big, the candlelight processional is a huge thing. So, not that I want them to charge it for it, but. Yeah, that's Jesus. I know. All right, that's thank nice. you, Tony. And it's time for Rapid Fire. Let's start with Wayne. All righty. Um, we have talked about all the different th- extra things that go on in Southern California, and Christmas time really brings that out as well. And I'd like to mention some of the it's stuff It's Thanksgiving, gonna... though. <laughs> Thanksgiving is just, that, is just that holiday between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you, know what, you know what would be good right about now? Some limited time magic. There you go. <laughs> right in the middle. I'm, I'm, gonna, I love, I'm just going to refer to that Mary, Mary as much thank, as I can. Merry Thanksmas. 
Well, over at Knott's Merry Farm, they're getting their Christmas season going, and by the time this podcast goes up, all the festivities will be underway. So let me, as quickly as I can, go through all the things that you can see over at Knott's Berry Farm. Tick, tick, tick. (laughs) (laughs) A Peanuts Holiday Parade has themed floats featuring the Charlie Brown, Linus, Lucy, Sally, Schroeder, and Snoopy. Is that new? um, they have done this a, couple, a few years. I don't okay, know how don't many years exactly. Year. Okay, but go ahead, sorry. The floats include festive holiday scenes such as cookie making, tree trimming, toy building, and more. Also, the Knott's Famous Ice Show returns again this year with the show It's Christmas Time, Snoopy, which is performed in their very nice 2100-seat Charles Schultz Theater. Snoopy hosts and his Peanuts friends... Look for the true meaning of Christmas. The show features Knott's Ensemble skaters, dazzling sets, colorful costumes, and plenty of surprises. The world-famous Timber Mountain Log Ride, which really is one of the best log ride attractions in any theme park. Agreed. It has once again been transformed into Elf Mountain, which takes guests into the world of Santa's elves. Really cute the way they re- re-theme that ride. Hundreds of thousands of twinkling lights decorate the park and are accompanied by a festive Christmas soundtrack for Snoopy's Magical Nights of Lights. That plays from dusk to park closing every night. Over in Camp Snoopy, the Peanux Gang and their pal JT are featured in (laughs) Winter Wonderland, a live musical show which also performs daily. The Calico Carolers will perform along the streets of Ghost Town, and the Ghost Town Miners perform great bluegrass music at the Spurs Chop House while you dine, and that's inside the park. And one special thing that I wanted to make sure that I mentioned, the Birdcage Melodrama Theater has two live performances this year, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol and O. Henry's A Gift of the Magi. For those that haven't seen this show in the in the theater or haven't seen a live melodrama performance, you really need to put this on your list, honest. This type of entertainment is not... It's just not seen anymore, and Knott's has preserved this very special theater. I really recommend it, and besides, it's one of the few places where you can see and hear an actual, real, live, working steam calliope right out in front of the theater. That's true. I've actually, uh, I go to that almost every year. It's great. Mm Mm-hmm. And lastly, you can join Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Linus, Lucy, and Sally in the center of Calico Square for the Christmas tree lighting with song and dance show complete with carolers, a Christmas sing-along, and then the lighting of a huge, beautifully decorated Christmas tree. That's what's going on inside the park. Now, one last thing, and I want you all to be sure and check this out, too, because this is a somewhat free event. This is Knott's Christmas Crafts Village. This runs from November 22nd through December 24th. 
Knott says families will want to spend some time exploring the streets of Ghost Town where dozens of artisans will be selling one-of-a-kind treasures in a Victorian holiday wonderland featuring strolling carolers and beautiful holiday decorations. This event is free to the public Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., and on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, entrance to the Crafts Village is with park admission only. This is a wonderful tradition and has been going on for years, and it's just delightful. Um, even if you take an afternoon and go stroll through, it, it's well worth the visit. They have Santa's Toy Barn, where kids can visit Santa and get their picture taken. They have artist Dave Clark, who is demonstrating... Sculptures carved with a chainsaw of wooden animals, landscaping, and more. That that sounds very unique. Charles Keeling will give live glass blowing demonstrations, and this isn't just the little droplet of gas with the little blowpipe. This is actual glass blowing. If you've never seen that, that is really something to watch. And All Over Ghost Town will once again feature artisans who produce one-of-a-kind treasures in this wonderland with strolling carolers, musical groups, community choirs, and lavish holiday decorations. That's all at Knott's Christmas Crafts Village. So, now through December 24th for the village and through the holiday season for all the other entertainment events over at Knott's Merry Farm. All right. Thank you, Wayne. I'm sorry, um, let me just, so the craft fair is open now, Wayne? By the time this podcast goes up, both That's both will be open. Thank you. That's I go a, to that every year. That's so. a yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go let's shake, shake things up. Let's go over to Tony. Well, to piggyback on Dwayne. Wow. Yeah. Um, I like <laughs> Well, okay. Anyways, um, see, we can have, no, Nancy's here, so that's why we're having fun. Um, the um, there's some promotions going on at Knotts for pricing, and we've talked a lot about um, how aggressive their pricing is, and there's some things happening right about now that will prove that. First, if you're a member of the U.S. military or their family, you can get free admission. Beginning November 22nd through January 6th, free admission offer applies to all U.S. veterans, retired, and active military personnel, and their spouse or one guest. Up to six additional tickets may be purchased at Knott's Ticket Booths for only $25. Military personnel may also purchase additional tickets at participating local military ticket offices. Veterans, active, and retired military personnel can also stay at the Knott's Hotel at a discounted rate through January 6th. Simply select the military tribute option when making your reservation. But there's more. Fire and police recognition days. Starting on Thanksgiving and running through January 31st, 2013... Knots will honor all firefighters and police officers with free admission to the park offered to all active fire and police personnel and one guest. November 22nd through January 6th, up to six additional tickets can be purchased for only $25 each. January 7th through January 31st, you can get them for $19 each. And again, you have the same, you can get a discount when you make a reservation at the Knots Hotel. So... There is some of the savings you can get for being helping out your community. In addition, because they like discounts and they like helping people, there are 
discounts for Toys for Tots. They have an annual promotion and odds for Toys for Tots. So if you bring your own unwrapped gift, valued at $25 or more, you'll be given a voucher to purchase a regular Knott's Mary Farm admission for only $25. So basically, you're going to get in for $25. But now you don't even have to bring the gift. If you just go to the Knott's California shop located in the Knott's Marketplace and purchase a $25 gift there... I'm confused. Let me see. What does it say? You're right. Yeah, but it was... Okay. By $25 gift there, then you bring that, and you'll be able to get your voucher there, too. So you don't even have to... You can get the gift right at Knott's. You actually save money doing that. Yeah, you do. Wait, why? Hi, why? Because because you ha- the, the if you bring your own gift, you've already paid for that gift, and you have to pay an additional $25. If you go there, you just have to buy the $25 gift, oh, and you get okay. in for free. Okay, well, all right, there you go. So and it's changed then, Tom, because it was you brought in a $25 gift, and you got in for free. No, that's not that. No, no, no. You bring a twenty-five dollar gift, you get a voucher for a twenty-five dollar admission. Okay. But and if you buy the twenty-five dollar gift there, you get it for free. And they, they want your twenty-five dollars either way. And the um, regular day prices of tickets are for a single day are fifty-nine dollars for ages twelve to sixty-one, actually fifty-nine ninety-nine, uh-huh. and thirty dollars and ninety-nine cents for ages three to eleven. However, if you buy them online, they're, yeah, a lot they're way a lot cheaper. Yeah, yeah, they really want you to go online. Um, there's also, the a, I think there's a big promotion right now for annual passes too. Oh yeah, their annual pass. It's like basically they'll just give it to you. Seventy you bucks hi. or something. Yeah. Yes, um, yeah. six eighty six dollars ninety nine cents for an adult gold pass, um, or six payments of fourteen nineteen. <laughs> um, but no, I that, but, see. But that, wait, don't answer yet. Yeah, but again, that shows that they've. I think they realize that Disneyland has gotten too expensive for a lot of people. Uh-huh. I and agree. So, you know We're going to give you six payments of $14. You could do that. Um, and if you get the season's gold pass, we're not advertising for knots for some reason, but since we're talking about it, um, they have it, uh, it also gives you admission to their um, water park, Soak City, early ride time, which at some point we're going to have to figure out what that is and do a review, and a long list of VIP benefits. Ooh, benefits. So, Oh, benefits. Like friends with them. Oh, my God. I don't know what that means, but oh, my God. (laughs) I I just just had heard the phrase, and you got really... Is there something you'd like to share? You had special friends with benefits at Knott's? Nope. Is is that blanket that Linus has been using been put down? Sorry. That's okay. when When I smack you when we see each other, you'll know why. Well, that's okay. I don't mind getting smacked. Oh, my God. I'll just stop on behind. Yeah, you better stop. <laughs> hey, Mary Jo, why don't you give us your rapid fire? Well, I, I'm afraid to say, but to piggyback on what Tony was saying, um, I was at the Disneyland Resort last weekend on Veterans Day with my nephews, like I've been saying, and uh, I always enjoy going to the flag retreat, and for Veterans Day, the flag retreat ceremony is especially um, poignant. And this year what they did is they got all the cast members who are currently serving in the military and who are veterans to stand up on the Main Street station. Did they they have Uh, a walk down Main Street or was that after? No. Well, okay. Well, what they did is they they were all – Sorry, did I ruin your story? No, no. We'll we'll, we'll do it the – Go ahead. Finish. From the the time wave. 
um, what they did is, is what I one of the things I appreciated this year is there was this huge crowd uh, at the town square and Main Street, and over by Plaza Plaza Gardens, the Marine Corps band. Um, led the veteran, the ca- veteran, the cast members who are veterans and currently serving in the military mm-hmm. on Main Street um, up to the Main Street station. So you're right, they did. They led okay. them up, and then they they went up both sides of the stairs and they stood along both stairs and on the platform on top. Nice. It was beautiful. And then so the Marine Corps band played, and also in, no, they played, and then from the near the opera house where the characters come out came the color guard who are the ones who bring the flag down and fold it um, accompanied by the dapper dance as usual and they came up to the flag and they sang their their songs um, what they do is they honor the the air force the navy marines the coast guard and the army um, and as they do that members of that particular branch will stand forward and it was it was so cool because earlier in the afternoon as people gathered I saw um, people with jackets that said Vietnam vet on there they were shaking each other's hands people were coming in uniform truly proud to represent the branch of service that they served in and I just had to mentally just nod my head at Disney for continuing this tradition of honoring our veterans not only on Veterans Day but every day uh, you know and we've we've talked about this before but I don't think we can talk about it enough this is something you need to see even even when it's not Veterans Day well I, I took my I took my nephews you know we had they had we had spent two days at Disneyland and I told them this is really important for me and they call me Auntie Joe, and they said, well, of course, Auntie Joe, we want to watch this with you. And they didn't, they weren't bored at all. They truly appreciated. Um, and I think it's important that, like what you were saying, Tom, I think it's also important that we bring our young people. I don't think they, they get enough uh, visibility and, they, uh, and the chance to say thank you to our veterans. And this time what the color guard did is every time when, before they, uh, when they retreat the flag, they thank the men and women who have served our country. Uh-huh. And he faced towards the flagpole and he thanked everybody. Then he turned to the cast members and he especially thanked the cast members. Nice. So I was not the only one. Men and women had tears in their eyes. You know, you can't help but be proud to be an American yeah. at that moment. And then they, they, they re, um, brought the flag down and, and of course they sang the national anthem and everybody sang along with it. But, um, as, cool as this was on Veterans Day for us to see I just really like you said encourage people to go if during the trip just spend one day and go there and just watch the flag retreat at Disneyland it was just and people were commenting so many people were commenting about um, how appreciative that they were that Disneyland does this really really enjoyed it I just got back from Disney World Dropping that again, and I was I was able to see the flag retreat ceremony there on the day before Veterans Day, so on Saturday the tenth. On Saturday, um, it was very very nice, but it for me it didn't have the emotional tug that Disneyland's does. Do you think it's because um, I you know not that I want to say 
original park or whatever, but do you think it's because it's Walt's park? No, that does, no, be, why? because they skip the part. They don't do the, They play the anthems of the different military, but they don't ask the members who are in attendance to step forward or the veterans to step forward like we do at Disneyland. I love that we recognize them. Yes. And that's that's the part that gets me every time is when you know they're playing the anthems and the and the I have a dream and the you know all the yeah. all, you know, all the the little clips they send in there. I'm so glad you said that because um, one of the things that they did do that I didn't mention is you have uh, quotes from you know President Kennedy, Martin Luther King, from Patton, and uh, for each of the armed services. You, you just have these gripping uh, com- um, clips yeah. of their voices say, yeah. with their speeches. And, and like you said, it's just um, insp- it's just very inspiring and touching. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. Bef- can I just, I just want to add, uh, this isn't really a rapid fire, but I want, since I didn't have an opportunity to make this comment earlier um, – and you may or may not strike this. I took my <laughs> I took my nephews um, on a bunch of rides they had never been on before, and Tower of Terror was one of them. And I just wanted to share this. My uh, nephew Daniel. It, Saturday, if you remember, for those of you here local, it was a beautiful day. Um, we could see the mountains, downtown LA, and everything. So when we went on Tower of Terror, as the doors opened up and people were exclaiming how beautiful the scenery was, my nephew, who's this was his first time was on the ride. He, he told me that his thought was, oh, this is not going to end well <laughs> because we were so high up. Nice. So, very funny. That's it. Excellent. Miss Nancy. Oh, now anything I say after that is just going to be this and poo-poo. Okay. So with that. Woohoo! If you own a pair of glow with the show ears, Disney, they have brought I do, it I do. Oh, sorry. Yeah. To uh, another section of Disneyland Park, the Believe in Holiday Magic fireworks will now have glow with the show, and they're calling it glow with the snow. Aww. So nice. They're going to have uh, wildly changing patterns and all kinds of woohoo. So, the key is, is you want the people in front of you to have glow with the show ears on. Yeah, it's, it's not enough that you have glow with the show. It needs, everyone around you needs to have glow with the show. But what's funny is, um, on the Disney Parks blog, when they announced all this, they just had to stick in the end. And here's a tip. If you've worn your glow with the show ears, because I'm quoting this, a lot, or just haven't taken them to the park in a while, you may want to change the batteries. They take three AAAs. Fresh batteries will help your ears pick up the signal and glow along perfectly. And you can purchase so, those at the Photoshop. And, and well, you know, that tells me that um, they've had people bringing their ears back and complaining because they just don't seem to work right. Oh, when we went to the Fantasmic Glow with the Show, there was a line out of the photo. Um, nice. Oh, yeah, of people replacing batteries. Nice. That's funny. Yeah, anyway, I believe in Holiday Magic, November 12th to January 6th. Um, and can I say also no, in the you realm. Cannot. Hey! <laughs> in the realm of special holiday presentations, um, I was at the park today and picked up the Buena Vista Bugle, oh, and noticed that the 
holiday edition, yes. And I wasn't aware of this, and we didn't mention it on the last show, so I don't think you guys were aware of this. In the Muppet Theater in oh, Hollywoodland, yes. they are the poor Muppets. They are showing a 4D version of Prep and Landing's Naughty versus Nice. I saw that. I know I didn't see the show, but I saw that they were ha- that they had it. Did you so, go see it today, Nancy? No, we didn't have time. We pretty much did Christmas decorations, shopped. The girls went ice skating. You missed that part because you weren't here for the initial oh. house. They actually nice. did it for the very first time ever. You would have been so proud. I, I would have. I would have been. And you can go. You them. can. You can go back and listen to the show to hear all about it. Yeah, November twenty second. <laughs> I will like, do that on go. iTunes, right? Yes, or 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 your our homepage. WWW, never mind. <laughs> you know what, Mary Jo? I can also give you some photos that you can put in your uploaded blog oh, at <laughs> Oh my god, I'm losing I'm losing control. Hey, speaking of, of You never had control to begin yeah, with. <laughs> true. Speaking of Christmas, even though this is not my rapid fire candy canes, the rumor yeah, is the rumor is they start on Saturday the 24th at both the Candy Palace and Trolley Treats and will be every Saturday and Thursday starting November 24th. That's the rumor on the the disboards, the latest rumor I checked before we started the show. So they're going to be making fresh candy canes every Saturday? And Thursday. Nice. So that'll open up the uh, volume tremendously. All right, now my rapid fire. This one is for our guest, Michael. Another collectible mug from Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar at the Disneyland Hotel. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Order your own shrunken, head zo- uh, shrunken zombie head cocktail, a mixture of rum, tropical juices, blah, 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 and carry home the collectible mug for only seventeen fifty. Oh, this a joins <laughs> What a bargain at twice the price. Uh, the shrunken head joins the barrel mug and the oa bowl. Exclusively at Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar. Yum. Just remember, watch your head. Okay. (laughs) That is my rapid fire. Excellent. Okay, time for the thread of the week. I need an echo for thread of the week. Can somebody watch Thread of the week. Thread of the week. Yeah. Mary Jo, you made it in time to help us with that. Um, Thread of the week. The one that jumped out at me this week is... Uh, a thread by Shell and Scott, and that person writes, Holiday Haunted Mansion Disappointment. <gasps> she writes, I know, right? She puts, we went to Disneyland in Why are you naming it on she? Maybe it was Scott. It, it could have been, right? Okay. Yeah. This would be what a man would write. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm wow. sorry. I back. You're outnumbered today. Oh, you're outnumbered every time. Darn it. Anyway. Okay. The pers- this poster wrote, we went to Disneyland in early October, and the Haunted Mansion was already made over with Jack Skellington. We waited in a long line to get on the ride, and then it was a mess. No storyline, and it looked like they threw Nightmare Before Christmas decorations up over everything. Would love to get other opinions of the subject. And then the same person writes a little bit later. Let me pull that up. We knew about the overlay. Going in, we were not expecting anything, just rode the ride. I guess we did not think that it would be everything Nightmare Before Christmas, just some Jack here and there. 
I also thought it had no rhyme or reason to it, and the Madame Leota room was the only thing that had any sense of cohesiveness to it. I understand that some will love it and some will hate it. We would be in the hate column. <laughs> that is why I wanted to get others to chime in. And then, of course, you have um, a lot of people <laughs> uh, saying that they love the, haunt, the Haunted Mansion. Some people said that they wish they only did it at Christmas and not during Halloween because they couldn't understand why they had this at Halloween. And others said that they would wish that they never had the Nightmare Before Christmas. So, again, the thread is called Holiday Haunted Mansion Disappointment. And I, kind of, I wanted to bring up this thread. I wanted to see what everybody here on the podcast team and Mr. Michael and get your opinion on what you think about this the holiday layover for the Haunted Mansion. Well, I think I think one of the questions that was brought up is 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 it up too long? Is there too much time of the year dedicated to Haunted Mansion holiday? And what do you think, Tom? Now that you brought it up, I th- well, I mean, I think the whole point of the movie is is when two holidays collide. So, you Halloween time at Start, they start celebrating it mid-September, so it, it seems right, but it is up a very long time. It was two and a half months. Yeah, it's a good third of the year that, yeah. that, that yeah. you're going to see that. Um, but, but what's the alternative, I mean? See, and that's the thing, is with the Halloween parties going up so early now, mm-hmm. it has to be ready for that. Yeah. And like you said, with, with the transition to Christmas time, it's going to run all the way through the first of the year. So, yeah. sorry about that. I don't think you're going to find too much support for <laughs> this is a great yeah. uh, attraction on this team. Sorry. I, lo- I love what our friend Eva says. I, I really enjoy Haunted Mansion Holiday and preferred it to the regular mansion, but maybe that's just the gingerbread talking. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah, she wrote that. I know we took got our... Admit, it is pretty powerful. Go ahead, Michael. We we took our three-year-old granddaughter to Mickey's um, Halloween party for the first time, and she loved it. She The character she wanted to see the most was Jack Skellington, so she went to the meet-and-greet. She talked his ear off, or well, he doesn't have an ear, but she talked, him off, talked it off for about ten minutes or so, and she's in this storytelling phase right now. But it got her to go on the mansion she's always been very frightened of the mansion but when she realized it was Jack's house she was willing to go on it and now whether she's going to go on it the rest of the year (laughs) I don't know but uh, so that so that was cool and you know that I you know I like the overlay I think it's nice that we we change the mansion we have something different I like the Christmas overlay that we do at you know it's a small world when we, you know our our beloved country bear jamboree I like the two you know oh. holiday overlays they did for so them and it, and it's funny because in Florida they're envious of our overlays you know of our ghostly galaxy on Space Mountain um, so I, I, I'm I'm thrilled that Disneyland does those and they haven't you know fallen to the the budget acts. Exactly. One of the things I like too about the Haunted Mansion overlay is that they keep it fresh every year with the with the gingerbread house. There's always this anticipation of what what are you going to do this year? Exactly. Yeah, they get a lot of buzz about that. Yeah. Why even a gingerbread house could seem scary. Now, now <laughs> she talks about no storyline. Is there really much of a storyline? There's a wonderful storyline. No, let me finish. <laughs> During the regular Haunted Mansion, 
Oh, well, there's a good point. <laughs> well, that's always there, been something. There is that... not only one storyline, there are several storylines. Yeah. That's true. There's, there's at least two that have been ongoing from the beginning but about not... the attic scene. But yeah, you're absolutely right. It is a vignette dark ride. Yeah. It is, and, it is and, a yeah. series of collections of, of scenes and, and whatever. There isn't, it isn't like Jungle Cruise. Right. Well, I, to, when you talk about storylines, the only one of the few attractions that I can think of that has any storyline would be Splash Mountain at Walt Disney World. To me, that has a storyline as you go through. Yeah. Haunted Mansion, the, the regular Haunted Mansion at Disneyland and Walt Disney World, there, to me, there is no real storyline. There's storylines that people have made up through the years, and they've said, oh, I think there's, they there's say... There's like backstory, but... Not, right, and they go, yeah. all right, we'll go with it, but it is, there's, there's no story that unfolds from beginning to end. Right. I even there. feel that way with the Little Mermaid attraction, Wayne. When you said it's it's a collection of vignettes, that's how I see the Little Mermaid attraction. It, it, it's really yeah. you, you're you're jumping from one song to another in the film that Correct. really aren't tied together. And then all of a sudden, it's happy ending. Yes. Ironically, <laughs> the best storyline in the whole park is the Nemo submarines. That really covers the whole story. That's true. Yeah. That one's a cute one too. But I, I don't think there's like there are very few attractions that that if you went on it, you were say, "Oh yeah, that's what the the story's about." Except for the Sleeping Beauty castle and the submarines, like you said, Michael. Yeah. Do you think pirates could have a storyline? Yes, very definitely. Because yeah. yeah. you you do see a a beginning, middle, and end through that whole series. Any rumors if we're getting the mermaids here? I haven't heard anything. Have you guys? Mm-mm. I haven't heard a word. See, I thought we were, and now you're making me rethink that. <laughs> I thought we were getting it. Okay. But it's kind of cool. Cool effect. But I, hmm. Well, um, Pirates just went under a really long refurb last year wasn't it last year right. i mean it it wouldn't take long to do what they to did do the retrofit yeah, no i mean they added some bubbling waters and they in a projection of of mermaid swimming and then a mermaid skeleton in the, in the where the skeletons are it's, is all they added so has, has any attraction gotten as many refurbishments as pirates of the caribbean no especially in florida which oh. desperately needs help but, um, <laughs> they need their missing scenes. <laughs> I, I think that uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean and Disneyland, every couple of years, they add something in there. In fact, I was on it um, yesterday, and I saw this sunken boat, kind of where the uh, when you first get under the beach scene with the dead skeletons. Well, obviously they're dead, but with the skeletons <laughs> are, <laughs> as, as opposed to the live skeletons, right? But I saw this boat, boat this be, um, sunken rowboat on the left hand side that I had never seen before and it's just there's there's so many details on that attraction and they keep adding more things yeah it's interesting that's the one attraction that gets so much attention mm-hmm. in both parks okay we got way off track on that that <laughs> <laughs> sorry how mention holiday no it's a fine no, how to mention holiday is it a disappointment we don't think so okay and back to you. <laughs> Thanks, Mary Jo. Uh, that is what? 
Sorry. <laughs> nice. I'm just I'm just throwing it back to myself. Yeah. That is going to do it for this segment of the Design Plug. Be sure to catch our other Disney Night segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you in two weeks. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening, Yay. and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.